Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Maiden Page Show. Hope you guys are all doing well. Zach here, back with my co-host, Professor Dreg. And uh, I don't know if any of you have been following the news lately, but it looks like we're going to have to revisit this topic and talk a little bit about environmentalism, uh, climate change, and all of that. I think previously on this show, what we've talked about in thorough detail are things like solar, right? Funnily enough, Pelosi invested in it until people found out that it was a bit of a bust. And uh, we've talked about how governments are given huge uh, subsidies to folks to create solar, even though, you know, it's actually a lot more expensive to actually get it manufactured and installed. And um, it costs you more to do that, right? But it's the same jargon, you know, AOC talking about how climate change is a greater threat than war. You know, if you don't support climate change, you're this, you're that. It's almost, it almost feels like I've given up when it comes to talking like some of this. And then recently, there's a lot of these recent uh, environmental groups who have been no. protesting. Nah. Hold on, you are. Sorry, can you hear me now? Wait. Yeah, that's for some reason. It's, it's going in. Yeah, okay. So it's, now it's down to yellow. So cool, I can hear you. Okay. Well, what I was saying was, uh, what are your thoughts? A lot of folks that are protesting uh, environmentalism, they're called uh, these climate alarmists, right? They're obstructing traffic and whatnot. And I feel like people, I think that we need to actually talk a little bit more about this and remind everybody that carbon dioxide uh, actually makes the world colder, not warmer. <laughs> I just have to say that again. Yeah, well, we spoke about that. And... Um... Because, oh my goodness. So CO2, what is, when it's a solid, what, what's another word for CO2 when it's Dry a Dry ice. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. That's all people need to know that debunks everything. And, and, and this is, uh, I mean, when I just think about everything. So whenever I think about this environmental movement and everything else, only one word comes to mind. Yeah. That is solyndra. I don't know if you remember Solyndra or not. We talked but, about it on previous episodes, but yeah, let's yeah, re- so. let give it a rundown and let's talk a little bit more about clean energy and all this for folks who are listening to the show for the first time or they don't know much about it. So yeah, well, see, because I don't know specifically what's in the news, but solar energy, and we spoke about this and why it is not quote unquote a clean energy. You know, it, it's it'll never be clean, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's not that it's dirty for for like okay one it's co2 is uh i know co2 is it's a myth that it's bad for us you know and and, um because look what is co2 basically co2 is our waste we breathe it out and guess who eats it up yeah plants we talked about that yeah the the trees so we got to remember this it's like 
we've said this before, but the reason why we have to get real basic with it is because everybody is basic. That's mm -hmm. the whole point. The reason why all of this is happening is because everybody's basic. They have a basic education. They have a basic, you know, I don't want to say IQ, but just everything is basic. Everybody's spoon fed. So if we just get into the basics of science, you know, and that's what we have to do. So that's why I said it, because realistically, we have to really understand the basics. So for people who are listening who, and I'm hoping people are listening that do not agree with us because I'm pretty sure the, the regular listeners are, are not basic. But for those that are basic and really don't understand CO2, then it's really bad. But now let's break down solar. Uh, um, and it's actually funny because a friend of mine, his uh, nephew mm -hmm. has a really cool patent that actually split uh, some, some of the energy and the radiation that could actually make solar feasible. Yeah. But, let's not get into that let's just talk about solyndra so basically solyndra like many solar energy companies they are nothing more than big destructive environmental quote-unquote polluters mm -hmm. and why do i say that because solar fields which create solar energy like the ones you see in arizona nevada i'm pretty sure they got them all over australia but all of those places, you go look, you go study the, the, the land in Australia. I guarantee you when the research is done, they will see that those solar fields wiped out whatever vegetation was there. It killed the wildlife that was there. Mm -hmm. uh, the rainfall has decreased by at least 20% in Australia. I guarantee um, you that. Let them do the research. Well, you know, obviously we don't live in Australia. And well, we also let's let's also because the what I want to get into is I want to explain this to people who are gonna, regardless of what you say, say that well, you know, you're not a scientist. What would you know about climate change? But like what we do on this show is not necessarily to, you know, educate people on the news or whatnot, but to get people to listen or to think a little bit more critically about certain things, right? Ideally, like, just think, like, the reason why I bring up the carbon dioxide example constantly is because carbon dioxide in a solid form is dry ice. And even if it's in a vapor form, I mean, does that necessarily make the atmosphere warmer? Shit, you froze. Can you hear me now? Yeah, my internet connection's a little bit weird. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's better. No, you froze for a bit, but you're back. Yeah, what I was saying was I always tell people one thing because we could go into the science and everything. And they're like, well, some studies say this, some say that. And I don't even want to go off of that. You know why? Because it's in an effort to confuse people even further. The, the solution here for all of this is to just not waste as much. That's a big thing. You know, it's really ironic that when California bans plastic straws, you find more trash in that city than in cities that don't ban plastic bags. So it's really, really ironic. Well, what I want to get people to understand is to just think about, think about it from a simple concept. Carbon dioxide, does that really make the atmosphere warmer or is it as a result of other things? Now, pollution, if you're talking about pollution, I'm not for pollution, but they're not. Yeah, but CO2 is not pollution. That's the That's thing. what I'm saying. Yeah, People there you mix go. It okay. in and think they're all the same thing, and it leads to more heat. It doesn't. No, but even if it did, 
even let's say it leads to heat let's say because it's actually it's technically it's 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 true when when the co2 starts to melt it's because the temperature is rising although like i i forget the exact number but co2 in its solid form for it to melt it has to be like a negative 100 something you know what i mean right <laughs> and that that so. would mean that would mean it'd have to be very very cold because i would like to think that well, CO2, dude, nobody can survive at that level. What plant can live? I mean, not plant, but what human or mammal can live in a hundred and ne- negative hundreds? Right. None. So, but, but I mean, well, there's, you know, parasites that probably could, but, but anyway, now that's neither here nor there because the whole thing about being a scientist, Oh, is that what you do for, are you a scientist? It's a stupid argument. Whenever people make those types of arguments, it's really stupid. And that means they have nothing. Because uh, in theory, am I a scientist? Well, I do have degrees in science, but I'm not a scientist. Why? Because I want to be a bartender. <laughs> right. It's a conscious choice. But it doesn't mean I wasn't trained in scientific fields. So with that said, CO2 is not pollution. It is not why the temperatures rise. If anybody knows anything about science, it's basically, it's the sun. The sun is what dictates how hot it gets on this planet. It's just, I mean, but that's basic science. And that's what I'm saying. We have to break things down to its basics. Uh-huh. Understand the basics. It's the sun. It's how the earth travels around the sun so when the earth is spinning guess what when it spins the way the sun hits it Mm -hmm. and how it's whatever part of the earth is facing the sun is gonna dictate how hot it gets so you know and and to believe anything different is so silly but then if you want to get really technical then we can say yeah well you know, gravity and electromagnetism plays a part in it. And of course, radiation and, and how it dictates this and dictates that, blah, 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 blah. But CO2 is such a small part of our atmosphere mm-hmm. that it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to believe, like we need more CO2. There's not enough. There's 30%. Um, because here's the thing. And, and this may or may not be controversial, but uh, this is why I believe God wanted us to multiply, right? Because in the Bible, it says you got to go multiply, right? So <laughs> be fruitful and multiply. And I, yeah, I no, mean, but there's a reason for it. I'm not kidding you. So what's the reason? What's so the, reason? the scientific reason for us to multiply is to create more CO2. That's our purpose. Our purpose is to create CO2 because why? If, 30, and, and it's, it's a little less than 30%, but just for argument's sake, I'm going to round numbers. Uh, 30% of our air, our atmosphere, the air that we breathe is oxygen. Mm-hmm. Very little, like 0.04% is CO2. So here's the problem. If there is no CO2 in the air, how in the hell are our plants, our trees going to live? Right. We need to create more CO2 so there is more food for the vegetation out there. All plant life needs CO2. There's not enough. 
That is why, well, on top of deforest, uh, deforestation and everything else, we need more CO2 in the air. CO2 mm -hmm. is not pollution. That is what trees need. Right. We used to have tons of trees. But now what happened to them? They're dying off. And is that man-made? Yeah, probably because we cut them down and we're so stupid. We think we know how to really, you know, diagnose if a tree is sick or not oh this tree has a cold it lives for 200 years or 500 years but let's chop it down so the other trees don't get a cold are you kidding me can you imagine if we killed ourselves for having a flu or the cold oh you got a cold let's kill zach you know he has a cold at 10 and and he's gonna give all the other kids uh a cold so but either way we have to be fruitful and multiply. Why? Because we expel CO2. We create CO2. Our fertilizers, like if you really want to grow good like apples, mm -hmm. a lot of people, they use chicken manure for their trees to fertilize the tree. Our waste, the, our livestock's waste helps grow trees, mm -hmm. fruit trees, you know, vegetables, all like redwood trees, you know, like redwood's really good to build houses with. But that's my point. They need CO2. There's very little CO2 in the air. Mm -hmm. How is that helpful to our trees? How? It's all oh, well, in water. Well, yeah, but guess what? You know, there's, it's hard to get water in the mountains. <laughs> well, I know snow I mean, and blah, 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 blah. Thing. You want to know the funny thing was Rick Santorum, right? I mean, uh -huh. I think he would talk about like the dangers of carbon dioxide. There have been politicians that would say <laughs> things like this. And it's true. The funny thing is all people need to understand here is that it's true that plants photosynthesize, right? And that's, they take in carbon dioxide the same way we take in oxygen. Yep. And ideally when heat energy gets released from the earth's surface, you know, some of that radiation is trapped by co2 and that's kind of what gives it that the whole temperature aspect but it's not the that's not that's not the only thing you know and ideally i just think that i think that the funny thing is climate scientists the ones that actually believe in what they work right they say that there are any any positives are actually you know what i mean like any kind of positive that that comes from that comes from uh from this aspect of it isn't detrimental. It's not something that really has a big impact overall. And man is not solely to blame when it comes to these things. Now, if you want to talk about pollution and all that other type of stuff, you know, with uh, Scott Pressler going and cleaning up cities and everything, that's a different story. You know, the funny thing is it's a little bit ironic when people go and protest and then as a result, they actually leave a bigger mess than when they, came and showed up that's the only real problem i have when it comes to aspects regarding climate science right it's really complicated and i don't claim to know everything but i don't know that's just where i'm at man well, i don't know what well, you're well, check this out i'm not kidding you because i'm gonna make it real simple <laughs> well i don't i've never i don't drink I, i've never drank but because i know the bar industry just trust me on this What's better, the beer that's pushed through with CO2 gas or the beer that's pushed with nitrogen gas? 
And, and the thing is like this, they're both equally good. I, mean, I honestly know, don't know, but the thing is we use both of them. So it's just silly to believe that CO2 is killing the planet when people use it to drink their beer. <laughs> but it's true. Like if you do know anything about kegs and stuff like that, you need that gas. And that gas goes hand in hand with that beer. It mixes with the beer. That's yeah. what gives it that little foamy top. You know, like when you do the... Uh, uh, but, but the point is, it's just ridiculous. It just is. And I'm telling you now, I believe there's not enough CO2 in the air. It's not enough. Not to support all those trees and vegetation and everything else that we need CO2 for. Because I know a lot of people, they, um, nitrogen might be better, but CO2 is also good. Like whenever, like a fountain soda, they use CO2. Mm -hmm. They just do. Oh, check the canisters. Do you CO2 levels are low? And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, obviously we can choke on it because that's what we expel. You don't want, you know, a high levels of CO2 because we need oxygen. But trees need CO2. Think about it. How big is a redwood tree? You know, all those redwoods in California, how big are those trees? They're they need CO2 the same way we need oxygen. They need way more oxygen and way more CO2. They just do. It's needed in its blood to do all that photosynthesis. Right. I know trees don't have blood, but whatever you call tree sap or whatever. But the tree's blood needs it the same way we need blood. And there's far less. Well, I honestly don't know how many trees are on the planet. But there's like, let's say, a little less than 8 billion people on this planet. And if our air is 30% oxygen... Come on. I mean, the trees have to, they need more CO2. Mm -hmm. They just do to be healthy. And that's why a lot of our vegetation is crappy. Look at the tomatoes. The store-bought tomatoes suck, you know, and, and why? Well, because they probably don't have enough CO2. <laughs> they probably don't have enough, as they say, methane-related, because that's like the whole big thing in Australia. Oh, car, cow farts are are killing the planet and therefore we got to limit farming in Australia because mm -hmm. of too much, uh, you know, there's a hole in the ozone because these cows are farting, you know, but that's a real thing down in New Zealand, Australia. That, that's like, like legit. And that's why I'm thinking, Oh man, but at least they're not hypocritical because in theory that is, you know, you drive down like the five in California past the Harris Ranch. Yeah. And uh, you can feel the heat from all them cow farts. You can feel the heat, but it doesn't mean it's dangerous. It's not going to kill you. It's not like Saudi Arabia where it's like 120. <laughs> you know, like when you drive <laughs> down through the yeah. five, through the Harris Ranch, it's more humid, mm -hmm. but it's not hotter. And uh, so, you know, it's just like that type of science. People are bastardizing and, and uh, you know, I'll say it again. When you understand the science of the Bible, you'll understand why CO2 is important. Mm -hmm. And because why? Why did God create Adam and Eve? Seriously, it's in the Bible. It's in Genesis. It literally says why we needed them. He created Adam and Eve so somebody can till the ground. That meant farming. Sure. That meant getting that manure, getting all that methane, 
getting all of that waste of ours, our CO2, to help with the plant life. Mm -hmm. Seriously, that's exactly why. It's amazing because, you know, being an atheist for so gosh darn long, you know, like in theory, I would have believed, like I never believed CO2 was bad, but I did think that methane might have been bad for us. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's so harmful because of the heat and the humidity. Humidity is bad. No, actually, we need humidity too. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, it's uncomfortable. It makes me itchy because I hate hot weather. My skin is sensitive and, you know, but that's why we got lotion. You know, there's aloe vera plants. You know, there's like, there's literally like aloe vera grows in, hum- in humid areas. Mm-hmm. And there's an answer for all of that. And it's all biblical. That's why it's insane. So for someone like me who used to believe humidity was bad for humans, it's not. All you got to do is just know about aloe vera plants, cut that little leaf and put it on your skin, rub it, and you're fine. And it actually helps with bruising and and all kinds of other stuff. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Because I feel like I'm going on these crazy rants, but, but it's really biblical. So humidity, as much as... To my chagrin, I guess. I mean, because that's, you know, part of being an atheist is you got to believe you're God. And I used to believe I knew it all. And, um, but that, that that's, oh God, like when you really think about how stupid I used to be, it's insane. But that said, uh, all of that stuff that's on our planet that, you know, obviously God made for a reason, we just never understood it. So for all of those people who say like, oh, methane is bad. Farming is bad. We have too much you know, cows and cattle. No, it's the exact opposite. It has to be that way so plants can grow to help us live longer, healthier lives. And all of these environmentalists, they're part of the death culture who wants to kill us. Think about it. If we control our CO2, if we control all of these things, right? If we control all of these things, what happens to our medicine? Right. The way they want to do it. These medicines are no longer going to produce anti-carcinogenics, mm-hmm. antivirals, antibiotics. They're not. So we're going to get sicker and sicker and sicker. And pretty much like in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you hate to say things like this because I hate to target like a, a certain ethnic group. But look at Japan. Japan is... I don't want to say it's a godless country because I don't know much about Japan, but I'm pretty sure it's not, there's not that many practicing Christians in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Japan is probably a good example of, of like progressive ideology and just godlessness, for lack of a better word, because I'm new to this. I don't know like the proper Christian way to say things, but. Mm-hmm. That said, I will say Japan, in my opinion, is godless. Look at Japan. Just look at it. Those dudes are like masturbating nonstop to cartoon images of what they think women should be like. They're herbivore men. That's a real thing out there, actually. Yeah, no, but think they, about they that. Is a, a, they have a birth rate crisis on their hands. I know we're segueing here a little bit. No, no, it's not a segue. This is a deliberate action of environmental policies think about it yeah the only good thing about (laughs) japan is that they have nuclear energy that is it well they're pretty awesome japan's a pretty 
cool country. But, but the, no, but hold on. How does Japan handle their farming and agriculture? They have all of these policies that make, you know, it's kind of like here in the States. That's why the automakers are like, yeah, we're going to cut CO2 emissions, da, 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 da. Because of their environmental policies, it led them to this AI, totally CO2-free lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And this CO2-free lifestyle, like, because in Japan, they got oxygen bars and, and cuddling uh, cuddling spas and all these crazy things. But here's the thing. If they would have stuck to farming, like the old fashioned way, like with, you know, regular chicken manure or oxen manure or yak manure, things like that, traditional farming, I guarantee you they would be working hard, working the fields and, and not so focused so much on AI playing with all of that virtual reality goggles and and things like that, you know, living in this fake world. Mm -hmm. They don't interact with one another. They live 100% digitally and they're 100% dependent on their government for everything. Right. Healthcare, everything. Why? Because of their environmental, you know, policies that destroyed their agriculture. Seriously, how many fishing farms are left in Japan? Or is it all corporate? Corporate farming. And corporate farming is, you know, that they're all, what's that word? Um, Carbon, they do this cap and trade. So you know what I mean? So they adapted. Can you explain that for our listeners if they're not quite aware of that? Well, cap and trade. <laughs> okay, cap and trade is a scam that where a big company that quote-unquote pollutes, Mm -hmm. they can buy the credits of a local farmer who doesn't pollute. And they give the local farmer tons of Oh, yeah, we talked about this, carbon credit, yeah. Yeah, to get their carbon credit. It's almost like like thinning out the footprint here to make it all. Yeah, so these dudes are totally allowed to pollute and do things the wrong way, like – you know, I hate to say th- things like this because I'm actually for it, but the problem with fishing genetically and, and mass producing fish through science, like in a you know test tube uh, salmon, is that it really does hurt the environment. It really does. Uh, but it does feed areas that need to be fed. Like, you know, you're not going to see salmon in, in Nigeria. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Kenya or, or, or all of these Somalia, like all of these countries that are totally starving um, because of warlords and, and crazy Muslims. And, but, you know, but it's not just because like tomorrow we'll get into this. I really want to get into um, the Muslim thing uh, because that's what that, I watched that Black Summit thing. And I'm telling you, it's crazy. All, that, that killer Mike is actually a Muslim. So anyways, that, now that's a, a tangent, but we got to address this because Muslims are like Christians, but the difference is this. Muslims, and we've talked about this before because this is a revelation I got, you know, from, from uh, accepting Jesus. Uh, no, remember I told you I had all these revelations and stuff like that. So one of the revelations I got was, was that Christianity literally is based on love. And, and then I researched it and a lot of people, you know, it, it's, it really is. It's based on love. But then 
the thing with being a Muslim, you have to submit to that. You have to submit to be a Muslim. Yeah. It's well, literally their thing. That, that, no, I've, I've said this before where it's one of those few ideologies and religions where you're born into it. It's forced on you by the sword, literally. And if you don't, it's death. Well, no, but even, but like in Africa, they're not born into it. They convert Christians into being a Muslim. And I'm telling you, it's crazy. That's the problem with Africa. The Muslims are taking over Africa. And like, because everybody knows this. Lebanon used to be paradise. It used to, like, uh, they used to call it the uh, Paris of. of, It used to be uh, also a Christian country. Lebanon. (laughs) Not anymore. They killed them. And that's the thing. So if you don't submit to being a Muslim or worshiping Allah, whatever, Prophet Muhammad, they kill you. So you got a choice of either dying or living. And and because death is anti, you know, right. God doesn't want you to die, uh, it goes against you. So, of course, you're going to have to submit and secretly worship behind everybody's back. But but oh, I'm telling you, this, this whole Muslim thing is really crazy when you really think about it. So on that note, Africa really needs a lot of help because Africa is going to be the first Muslim continent <laughs> if we don't stop it. You know, and it's going to destroy because look at Iran. Iran is nothing. Iraq, Saudi, all of these places have nothing. Israel, on the other hand, is, is paradise. They got their own farms. They know all these things. Because they of the United life. States funding. Because of- Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's the truth. That. But it's the truth. But at least you don't have to, like, the Jews ain't killing anybody. So, like, I, I get why people say Judeo-Christianity, but it's still not Christianity. Yeah, yeah, it's no, fake. and I've stopped saying that because it's just, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, because it's all fake. Even but, people who don't listen to this show that just watch my YouTube videos are like, come on, man, you got to stop saying Judeo-Christian. You know, it, it, it's funny because they were just like, well, what do, what do Jews and Christians have in common? And it's funny when you hear a lot of fundamental type folks it's like well nothing because exactly you know, the, the, i was gonna say that i said they got nothing in nothing <laughs> because it's funny I, I if you really think about it they may claim to you know worship the same god and whatnot right and people are like oh well the jews got the old testament the first five books of the bible i'm like yeah but they stopped believing in genesis one it's not when jesus came it's in genesis one because if you believe moses then you'd believe Jesus. yeah no but it's the truth and yeah. that's the crazy thing it's like they Ah man, but like, do you think that do you think that climate change aspects also are pushed more heavily by Muslims and Jews? I mean, I don't of know. Of course, no, but that's the point. Christians is- are just very indifferent about it. Even the average Christian is just like, well, this is you know, God made the the world like like we talked about how crazy the atmosphere is, right? Like that's yes. God's force field right there for for objects not only leaving the planet but objects coming into the planet. It burns up fire that's just the that's just what happens and but the atmosphere also makes this planet habitable for us correct and that's why it is like a shield it's it's a literal force field yeah it literally says so in genesis it literally says so that's why he did it because you know i i think he didn't like the six day people for whatever reason (laughs) (laughs) he goes i'm gonna kill you guys off and i'm gonna create i I still don't know about that because i feel like the six day people right and he, he created, I, you know, here's the thing. Cause in, in the Bible, he created Adam after the, on the eighth oh, day. Yeah. Because people think their man were created on the sixth day. Like Adam's kind were created on the sixth day, but 
I don't know about that. I feel like from listening to you talk about it, because after he rested, he said, well, then he made a man. He put him in the Garden of Eden, right? And that's us. That's, that's Yeah, that's, that's where we come from. <laughs> so we're not six day. We're not Neanderthal. We're not. Because all, all, the, flood, the flood also took out all those old humans. Crappy froze. You're still frozen. Oh, Unfreeze I said, sorry. yourself. Yeah, the yeah. internet's bad. Sorry. <laughs> Hear me now. I said, I said, yeah. the flood, the flood took out all those humans. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, and there was a reason for. I mean, but it doesn't say so in the Bible. But something tells me, God did not like those people. I, so, I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing, but. Because there's a lot of gap because obviously this is about Moses and our people, about Jesus and stuff. No, that's what the Old Testament is, just a big history of Jesus's forefathers and mothers. And, uh, and I think that's what, but there was a whole lot missing between the sixth and eighth day. And of course, with the, with the flood and everything else, and, and I'm telling you, there, there's a lot that we don't know. And, you know. I don't even know if I'd even ask God these questions if I ever get a chance to talk to him. But on that note. <laughs> oh. I like that you're coming around, though, because you're like, nah, Jesus is right. <laughs> no, but see, but that's the thing. Like the Old Testament is the history of Jesus's family. Yes. That, that's what it is. And people don't see that. I'm thinking, how do you guys not see this? Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like the Jews have nothing really in common with with Christians other than that they understand the lineage of uh of jesus christ and and i'm thinking right. but yeah i mean i don't know. i think there's jews and muslims have more in common than christians and of any anybody else but hey, that's neither here nor there so going back to the environmental issues um the reason why progressives push this environmental craze and they get Muslims behind it is because they are natural allies because Muslims embrace that death culture. I'll give credit to Jewish people. They stop. Well, the majority of Jewish people stop stoning people for disagreeing with them. Um, Only in certain parts of Israel are you going to see Jewish people do that against like gay people or something like that but it still happens uh but muslims they are not afraid to pick up a rock and have mom mentality and and just kill a person for disagreeing with them right and that's why the progressives who are all atheists pretty much recruit their quote-unquote sergeant at arms because Muslim, why? Oh, yeah, the world's gonna blow up and all this other stuff. If you honestly believe the world is gonna end in twelve years or something with some environmental, they said that twelve years ago. Yeah, they say that every twelve years, but that goes against the Bible. It goes against science. And and, and I keep trying to tell everybody the Bible is the book of science. We don't have the understanding of it. We don't. We could barely comprehend the numbers. What's that? The 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 guy, uh, the black dude that I really don't care too much for, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Yeah. Is that his name? Yes. Okay, so that dude, that guy, even he'll admit that math is the language of the universe. That is God invented math. Right. And that's the thing. 
where in math, what mathematical formula is going to back anything that says anything remotely that the environment's going to be destroyed in a few years? The destruction of the earth, if it ever happens, which I think it won't because I don't think it says so in the Bible, uh, it, it's not going to happen the way it's, I mean, I have not read Revelation, but from what you told me, I honestly believe that's how it's going to happen. I think something like that is more realistic than some kind of environmental catastrophe. Oh, all of these hurricanes. Yeah, the hurricanes that end drought for, for many regions of the planet. Yeah, that, that, that brings rainfall, all kinds of stuff. Hurricanes are actually a good thing. Sure. They just are. It, it, it's just it's it's good for this planet that uh, hurricanes happen. Just like volcanic eruptions are good for the soil, right? It just is. So, yeah, I, I I honestly like this is just me personally believing that this all of these anti environmental people they're just embracing more death culture that is what they do that's what they do that's just part of it and everybody's so afraid of death or you know or not understanding you know i don't want to say they don't understand the bible but i I, but when i really think about it they don't understand it like for any christian who believes all of this environmental crap that the left pushes and there's a lot of them because um like pete buter judge right He's supposedly a Christian guy and he's gay as hell and all this other stuff. But you know what I mean? It's, it's like, I don't think that's Christianity. And that's my point. So there's a ton of Christians like that. And, you know, and if I'm a, uh, you know, if I was a betting man, I would say 80% of Christians in the United States, about 90, 95% of Christians in the world think like that guy, Buta judge. Mm-hmm. It's the truth, because here's the thing. If you're gay and you're a Christian, you would do your best not to be gay. Like, stop taking it up the rear or, or doing sodomy of any type. And, you, you know, you openly admit and say, hey, look, I struggle with this. This is da-da-da-da-da. That's what Christians do. Christians have to always be working on themselves. And... Uh, Crap. Oh, here we go. Because I, I, I got my old Bible here. Yeah. It's, it's the diagnostic criteria uh, called the DSM-3R, revised. Yeah. Wait, and, can I see uh, it? Can you pull it up? What is this yeah. thing? In your... <laughs> oh, okay. This is my old... Seriously, as an atheist, I used to believe in the American Psychiatric Association. And, uh, oh, man, just... So this is how... But, you know, believe it or not, this book, all the principles, all of the mental illnesses are all addressed in the Bible. Right. Way back in the beginning of Genesis, Exodus, all of these things. It's just a remake of it, but then they take God out of it to make you feel like you're God yourself because you're smarter than everybody else. But anyway, <laughs> so the thing is, yeah. in this book, it literally talks about being gay and all this other stuff, how being gay is a mental illness. Mm-hmm. It really does. And not that being gay is a mental illness. It's the acts behind being gay. So, you know, like you can't play in feces and things like that. And that's what you do when you're gay. I hate to 
to break it to people, but that's what you do. You play in your own feces and that's not smart. It's medically unsafe because of bacteria, viruses, blah, blah, blah. So the thing is, if you are a Christian and you are gay, you don't celebrate the behavior that you do. It's kind of like what you're doing right now. You don't celebrate your addiction to porn. You don't. You don't celebrate it. You struggle with it and that's, you realize it. Because that's, that's, what we, that's what they in the Bible is referred to as repentance. We know that we're screwed in the head. Even the most <laughs> righteous people, is there's no one righteous before God. So it's not something to be celebrated. And even I heard a guy say this, like, you know, the thing is, like, it was like a pastor of a church was talking about gay people. It's like, I would welcome gay people into my church. But the thing is, don't promote fornication and sodomy and stuff and don't act on it. It's just yeah, like, exactly try to, you know, it's just because they come in and they're like, well, you should accept me for who I am, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to blaspheme and, you know, do whatever I feel like doing. It's like, no, because that's the problem with the LGBT community. And now, don't get me wrong. I got gay friends, but some of them are very like you cater to my demands and I should be able to walk in the church and hold my, this guy's hand and like, you know, do all that weird stuff. And you got to, it's like, no, get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, but, but I'm not kidding you. Like in some cultures, it's acceptable for people to hold hands. That's fine. But when, once you start kissing and doing Well, that's all what that, I mean. Holding hands, yeah. you know, like you, if you're a father, you're going to hold your daughter's hand. You're going to hold, you know, yeah. that's fine. Or your son. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, you can kiss your son. That's fine. But the thing is, you know, what? <laughs> everybody, see, the funny thing is with people is, they don't need to be taught these boundaries. People already know. The funny thing is when people try to spell it out, when they try to define boundaries, they do that because they're trying to find loopholes. Not because they actually – everybody knows like, hey, that's crossing the line. Like people – a six-year-old kid and a 60-year-old man, for some reason, we implicitly know those things unless we're messed up in the head because it's been taught. But implicitly, you just know like – probably not a good idea right but when people say well what do you mean by you know my dress can't be so short what do you mean by i can't do this they're saying that what you froze again <laughs> you oh, gotta rewind yeah <laughs> man i mean i gotta get better internet connection i don't know why it's been like this the last few months man because you're on a good roll and then it just so, what, what did you hear what did you hear because i think it'll be recorded on my end but what did you hear oh shoot okay so basically uh you were just, uh, you froze up after the part about, you know, celebrating being gay. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, the thing is, when people ask about loopholes as to what they can get away with and what they can't, they're looking for excuses to be able to indulge in that behavior. But what I was saying was, a six-year-old and a 60-year-old man, they implicitly know what's crossing the line. But when people say, well, what do you mean I can't? Does that mean I can't like kiss them on the cheek? They're looking for ways to get away with it is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're exactly. looking for ways to do it. And that's why every time I hear that from people, when, 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 when somebody makes a standard of like, hey, you know what? If you're living in fornication or living with sin, probably don't kiss your girlfriend in church. And then, you know, the person who wants to find a loophole an excuse to get away exception to the rule, they're going to ask things like, well, what do you mean by kissing? You mean I can't give her a friendly kiss on the cheek? It's like, look, we're not saying that. You know 
what the line is. You're just trying to find a way to get out of it. And that's yep. the only reason people ask those questions. When I get, like, you know, somebody from the LGBT community comes in and they say, hey, I mean, can I, you know, wear tight pants or, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, think about this, right? If you're asking these questions, it's because you're looking for a way to be able to exercise that and without considering anybody else's feelings, right? When in reality, what you should be doing is going, well, what's everybody else wearing? If everybody else is not okay with doing it and they're doing this, then maybe I shouldn't be okay with doing it. That's yeah. the mindset you got to have. You can't go into it thinking like, well, what can I get away with? What can I get away with these fools? It's like, come on. Like, you're just looking for excuses. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, so true, right? No, but it's the same thing with, with women being modest, you know, like, oh, what's like the dress, the dress codes at school, you know, no low cut blouses, no high skirts. And then a lot of women were protesting that saying, well, it's not our fault. You should teach the boys to not be pigs or stare at our chest. I was thinking men are visual know, creatures. It's just how but, we are. But, that, but the thing is the fallacy with that is it's like, come on, because you cannot control how every person is going to react because you know, one out of every hundred dudes are, are going to be insane and stalk you. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, you cannot control what a stalker does or some kind of serial rapist or anything. And that's what you, they look for. So just for your own safety, it's not about other people. It's for your own safety. And that's where I think a lot of Christians make mistake is they make it about things that are not important. Women should be modest, not, you know, because other men are weak, but it's just for their own safety because we cannot control what every single human does we can't and so for your own safety um you should do that just like with holding hands you know when do men hold hands in combat why because you know you never know like because you know what i mean like you got to be in close contact with your partner to make sure one you don't shoot them on accident two that you guys are always staying together you know what i mean so you're not really holding hands but like you got to feel their back or or you know, always in contact with them. So, you know, we are still together. We're not lost. But once you lose contact with them, man, you're like, oh my God, I'm all alone now. You know what I mean? And then you might shoot them an act. I don't know. But anyway, uh, this whole, going back to like trying to bring this back to the environmental movement, but that's the point. So many Christians fall into say We should revisit climate change because this is all part of it. Yeah, because so many Christians fall into this and they're like, Oh, well, we want to be good stewards of the earth. Yeah. But these environmental policies are anti-biblical. They just are. So it's either you believe in the Bible or you don't. It's either you believe in the science of the Bible or you don't. Not that it's Scientology because it's not like Scientology, but there is a real mathematical based science in the Bible. It's just reality. There's no way around it. And until we understand math better, then we can understand the other sciences that derive from this, like botany. You know, do we really understand botany? Well, not good enough if we're chopping down trees for having a cold. You know, not if we're trying to say, oh, get rid of CO2, because that literally is plant food. Right. So, you know, how are we, and, and, and I'm telling you, this country used to be 
more Christian. Like, but the more we go on, the less and less Christian this country becomes. And you know, everybody I know is pretty much an atheist uh, in the science community or in the math community because uh, you know, I mean, the older they get, they they because I know a lot of older people who are honestly believe in God, but the younger kids, not one of them. They're all atheists. They're all growing up to be a certain way. And uh, not that they believe in, you know, climate change the way the left does, but they don't care enough to go on TV or maybe do a podcast. I don't know. You know what I mean? They just don't care. Right. It doesn't affect them. Why? Because they're, they're, they are their own gods. And that's a real problem with atheists. They're gone. They can control their own everything mm-hmm. around them. They don't believe in anything but themselves, and they don't care about anyone but themselves. And that's probably the worst type of self-love you could ever have. But um, but you know, yeah, all of these environmental wackies, it's crazy, <laughs> but it's just another attack on Christian. But that's how they attack Christianity. They don't because, like, when you hear you know like uh what's that guy from texas the ted cruz or or anybody say oh they're attacking christianity they don't understand how they are attacking christianity Mm -hmm. you know they attack christianity through environmental policies why because environmental policies also lead to because now we only got a couple minutes left but man i wish i would we should have man this is see because this takes a long time to uh, arrive at the point. Yeah. Well, no, no, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of ways to attack Christianity through environmental policies. Mm -hmm. So we already talked about the, um, you know, the trees and everything else, but another attack on Christianity is depopulation. So we touched about it a little bit about Japan. Japan has a decrease. So according to their environmental policies, a big problem is, guess what? Mm-hmm. We create CO2. So therefore, we need less humans, more abortions. We got to kill babies. We got to stop people from making babies. That's anti-Christian. That is an, a direct attack on Christianity. And it's also not environmentally sound. It's funny how these vegans all talk about protecting the animals. This is all part of the green agenda. And they'll kill their own. Yeah, that's insane. And yeah. The more we, because think about it, the more humans there are, there's going to be way more cows and way more chicken or pigs. You know what I mean? Because we love pigs, we love chicken, and we love beef. You know, we like duck. So we're going to make sure that those animals live. And uh, so either way, and so Mm -hmm. the thing is like this. People have to understand what an attack on Christianity looks like. It comes from progressive ideology. It comes from environmental policies that the end result. Okay. So how do we stop global warming? We got to kill ourselves, get rid of half the population. If we kill half the population, guess what? Our environmental policies are going to be better. And, and that's a reality. She's so, friends, so, she's so you know what I mean? So, and because of that, 
Christians don't even recognize it. And that's why, you know, a lot of people might not agree with what I'm saying, but it's the truth. A lot of Christians do not love themselves. That's why they get fooled with these environmental policies. That's why they get fooled into believing abortion is not killing babies. There is no debate. There is literally no debate. It's killing a human being. And I, we've talked about this before. You could be a human being in a wheelchair with no IQ, half a brain, but you're still human. You could be a, a zygote and you're still human, just a different type of human. Right. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me because you're – okay, there you are. You're moving again. No, no, I was uh, – You are froze for a bit. But, but anyway, so uh, – uh, uh, but you know what I mean? A lot of Christians cannot recognize attacks on Christianity – whether it's through killing babies, whether it's through environmental policy, whether it's about believing that there is a civil rights for the LGBTQ community. See, that's an attack on Christianity. Yeah. Because that is not a civil right. You know, so civil rights are rights given by God. That's a civil right. Not, not, rights given to the government healthcare that is given by the government right uh education given by the government all that stuff that is not a civil right but it's just like driving it's not a civil right but when christians confuse that they confuse it because they don't honestly love themselves there's something in their lives that's empty and they have to address that and that's why it's the first commandment because it's hard to love yourself when you're always, I don't want to say repenting because I don't really know what that means. Uh, working but you on know, yourself, yeah. Yeah, I'm working on But you know what I'm saying? But when, whenever you feel guilty and crap about what the things you've done, it's hard to love yourself. Yeah. And when you're dealing with that, you kind of hear some idiot talking in the background about, oh, we're going to, it's hurting, you know, the elephant somewhere. And then you're thinking, oh, wow, I didn't know that. So me cutting down coconut trees is somehow, or me making plastic is, you know, using plastic straws is hurting elephants in Africa. I'm not paying attention because I'm working on myself. So I'm going to hear something like, yeah, I agree with that and just support it for no reason. Right. And that's what a lot of Christian people do. And, and that's, I, I, I still think the biggest problem for Christians right now is, that first commandment and that's why we fall for stupidity in the old days like when black oh jesus i know it's time to go but (laughs) but you know what i mean but there's so man there's so much to talk about with these environmental policies and how it attacks uh not just us as humans but just just everything god says Mm -hmm. it it really does go against it even well science it's easy to argue the science but it's hard to argue the aspect against Christianity. Right. This is really brand new. Like, you know, not just because I'm brand new at Christianity, but it's, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. How evil these progressives are. It's, I mean, think about this. All of these policies goes against us living a good life and turning earth into actual heaven for us. Where we live healthy, long lives for hundreds of years enjoying our grandkids or great think about this 
we could have great, great grandkids live up to be two, 300 years old mm-hmm. if we just accept God and the Bible, how it says. We could do this because the plant life will help us sustain it with the anti-carcinogens, the antiviral, anti-inflammatory. All of these are actually found naturally in plants through right. our waste, through our accidents. It, it's just a reality. Think about this. Scripps, UC uh, San Diego Scripps program, they knew this ever since the 90s. Yeah. And so this is not me saying something just to be crazy or controversial. This is actual facts. Mm-hmm. How do these people not know this? But because they're not Christian, that's why they don't know this. I didn't know it until I became a Christian. But it's the truth. You don't know this until you accept the truth. And yeah. once you accept the truth, all of the mysteries are no longer a mystery. The mystery is now is why? Like, why this? Why that? Why? Like, there's so many questions I really want to talk to God. Like, just ask him, why this? Why that? You know what I mean? And because I get like, I kind of think the reason why he doesn't control the carnal mind is because that's for us to have. It's for us. Like, it's literally it's for us to control everything because God isn't controlled by anybody. So he gave us that freedom to have our own freedom. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Us. When it comes down to it, you know, as a final thought here, when they when he says we're made in his image, I mean, come on, it's not just Yeah. No, but it's that's where I got it from. We were made in his image. That's why he did it. Yeah. That's literally because he wants us to you know, learn and grow as a people and, and, and be good to one another. And you know what I mean? Sure. Like all the good stuff that, that we can have. Yeah, man, that's, that's solid. Anyway, I'm going to shut up because I know it's already <laughs> one o'clock. No, no, of course. But, but uh, you know, we'll talk more about this uh, in, in further episodes. Let's talk more about the Black uh, Summit thing, more climate change related stuff later this week. So, yeah, guys, I hope you stay tuned. And I know we have a tendency to ramble, but I'll, I'll cut it right there. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all you guys soon. Take care.